0: for tuning in to Art to Heart, where I delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. Each episode sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans who bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Tune in for tips on tapping into your creative soul and for information about upcoming events in the arts community. Today I'm going solo on the podcast. The purpose of Art to Heart is to provide information and insight into the arts. And some of that is providing tips on how to be our most creative self. Although this is a podcast that is specifically for artists or art enthusiasts, I'm pretty sure that some of what I'm going to touch on today will be valuable to many. I want to start off by talking about my personal daily best practices. Now, these are what work for me to be my most productive and best self, and they may not work for you, but I still want to share them today. I do a lot of lists and journalizing to organize my thoughts. I'm a three on the Enneagram, so I love lists and being able to cross things out. What other people may be able to take from lists is to be able to write down what all they have to do in one day or in one week, analyze how many hours they think that it may take for them to complete that task, and then look at their calendar and compare it to what they've written down. Do you have enough hours in your week to complete the tasks that you've written down? If not, you may need to move some of your tasks to a different week, and that's totally okay. If you do move something to a different week, make sure that you write it down so that you don't forget that you have to do it, and maybe even schedule an appointment with yourself to make sure that you do get it done. Something else that I do for myself that's along those same lines is when evaluating my list of things to do, I note that if something is five minutes or less for me to do, I do it right then and there. If it's going to be longer than that, that's when I write it down or make an appointment for myself to do it at a later date. And another thing that you can do with lists, which is a little bit more fun than the scheduling, is to write down things that you like to do or things that make you happy, maybe even things in your daily routine that you don't like to do. Just being able to have that information in front of you and analyze it is really helpful. Let's take your list of things that you don't like to do. Maybe it's part of your routine. Maybe you absolutely hate wearing makeup. But if you really don't like wearing makeup, don't wear it. Take it out of your routine or see how you can minimize it. Maybe only put like one or two things on in the day if, if you need it to be able to feel presentable. Same thing with maybe washing the dishes. See if there's a way where you can minimize how often you do that. And then things that you do like to do, for me, I love bubble baths. So even if I'm not dirty, maybe I need to do a bubble bath for myself just to relax. And I try to have that into my daily routine more. The lists about maybe people or things that you are appreciative of, That can be really helpful too and can put you in a better mood. So, those are just some things that I do with lists. And I think lists can be really helpful to organize your thoughts, whether they're helping you prepare for something, helping you be more grateful and appreciative for what you have, or maybe just staying present. There's only so much that you can do. And sometimes, instead of freaking out about everything that's on your list of things to do, writing it down and planning out what to do with those items can be really beneficial. I believe it was Benjamin Franklin who said, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. And that could not be more true. Organization truly is key when you're in the creative space. You have to be able to be in the right frame of mind to be able to create your best work. And if we're stressed or not getting things done in other aspects of our life and not being successful, it's really hard to be in a positive space to allow the creativity to flow. So along those lines, something else that I do is I also make sure that when I'm planning out my weeks and I'm looking at my task list in comparison to my calendar and how much time I have, I'll add in a couple hours of me time and I make sure that I have time where I'm not necessarily doing anything, which again, going back to the Enneagram, is really hard for me as a three. If I'm not doing something, I personally feel like I am failing. I have to be accomplishing something at all times, but that can be extremely unhealthy for me. I really do need time where I'm Not doing anything at all that's on my list of things to do and instead more on my list of things that make me happy, like spending time with my dog or my husband, my friends and my family. Uh, Another thing that's on my list of fun things to do, I truly do love to experience art and not necessarily dance, just really anything. So I try to make sure that I make time and space to be able to do those things and then I also in my calendar have the time to create. Now that can get really tricky. Just because you wrote down in your calendar, choreograph, because that's what I do, but maybe for you it's paint. Doesn't mean that you're in the right frame of mind to choreograph or paint right then and there. So you also have to be flexible. And again, that's easier said than done. The creativity can hit you at any point in time, which may mean that your calendar says right now you're supposed to be mowing your lawn and you're like, nope, all I really want to do is re-listen to this song over and over and over again and create movement to it. And it's consuming me and there's absolutely no possible way that I could mow my lawn right now. It's just, it's not happening. And I think that what you need to do is respect that. If you're recognizing that that's what you want to do, then do it. Um, I haven't gotten to the point yet where I've been able to cancel a meeting or not go to an event or a party or something social that I've been uh, signed up to do and, and feel obligated to go to. But I'm wondering if maybe that is the way that we truly should function. If our body or our mind is telling us that this is how we're feeling in this moment in time we should maybe go with it. I've gotten a little bit better about doing that when I'm not feeling well. I, again, as a three on the Enneagram, if you haven't checked that out, you probably should. It'll give you a little bit more insight into how you operate. But I um, used to power through not feeling well and All it really does is make me feel worse because I've expended energy that I do not have and I never rested. Um, So I'm better about that now. I listen to my body. If I'm feeling absolutely terrible, I try to rest and I'm trying to do that in other daily activities too. If I feel like hanging out with my friends and I really need that social engagement, then that's what I do or I really feel like creating right now instead of doing other work, then I do that. Because sometimes what i found is that if I power through admin work versus tending to the side that needed to get out and create, then my admin work isn't the best that it could possibly do because I think that my brain is still trying to do two things at once. It still hasn't let go of the side that wants to be creating at the moment. Another way that you can kind of think about this is to look at your list, realize how many different things are on your plate. Friends, work, family, uh, still work, but your house or your apartment or attending to things that you have to do. Creating, leisure, reading, meditating. There are so many things that you could choose to do in one day. And sometimes if we don't hit all of them, We feel very unbalanced. So a book that I would recommend that you read if you're one of those people who feels that they have to get all those things in in one day and is really struggling with it is the uh, book Pick Three by Randy Zuckerberg. She talks about waking up in the morning and picking three categories. Maybe it's family, work, and leisure or fun. And for fun, that day, you watch your favorite movie with your family. Oh, you got in the family time after you went to work. And then you picked those three things. Then maybe the next day, you, you still had to go to work because it's the next day and it's not the weekend yet. So you got your work in. And then maybe you do something with your friends. And maybe you also pick health and you go and work out in the morning too. So it's a great way to kind of plan it out, have more balance, and accept that you cannot fit everything in in one day. Another thing to kind of think about is, especially if you are in the creative space and you do shows, your shows are going to take up one of those pick threes for the length of the time that you're doing that show. But maybe that's your leisure. That counts as your fun or your you time. Uh, So if I'm doing a musical or I'm doing a dance production and I have rehearsals every night until 10 p.m., then I know for the next two months that I have a lot of fun time. So that means that after that fun time is over, Maybe in the next two months after the musical or dance performance is done, I need to make sure that I get family or friends into my top three, my pick three items so that I have a well-balanced year. Something that you could put into your calendar or your daily routine that may be very beneficial for you, especially if you are an artist or an A-type personality or overactive mind is meditation. I use the Calm app, uh, something that you can download on your phone. There is a free version and there is also a paid app version. Both are great and just kind of depends on how deep you want to get. If that is not something that you want to try, which I would recommend trying the Calm app because it guides you through meditation, which can be a very scary experience if you've never tried it before especially if you do have an overactive mind or are one of those A-type personalities. Internally turning into yourself uh, can be terrifying, and it can be really hard to clear your thoughts, and you might not be successful at it. And that's okay because being successful at meditation is nearly impossible, and that's really not the goal. It's that moment of struggle and how to deal with it is really the practice itself. It's not the success of having a clear mind. It's your process into getting into that space. And it really can help. It can help clear your thoughts. It can help you sleep. It can help you get to your creative best self. So I would definitely try it. uh, If the app is not something for you, something else that you can try and explore is breathing patterns. A really easy one that I do is I inhale for four, hold for four, and exhale for six. And what, what I mean now, I just went into dance teacher mode. Uh, four counts, and I'm literally just counting one, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, breathe out, two, three, four, five, six, in, two, three, and I do this for a while until I kind of calm myself. I hope those tips can be helpful for you, and if you're interested in hearing more about some of the topics that I talked about, uh, have any questions, or need some examples of how to make them work for you, I'd be happy to talk to you about them. I am by no means a Experts. I am learning from other people. I constantly seek continuing education on how to be my best self and um, trying to figure it out as I go, usually failing first and learning what works for me in a very slow but uh, steady climb. And I'd like to move on to a different topic that I think could be really beneficial for people who are in the creative space and want to become better at what they do or even maybe more prolific. And that actually is the next piece of advice is to just be more prolific. Create, 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 continuously create. Don't overthink it. Don't judge. And by not judging... It's not just about not judging other people's work. It's truly about not judging your own piece of work. Oftentimes we create something and the thought process when we're getting towards the finish line is, ooh, that is not looking good. That is not what I wanted it to be. It's completely different. But it's that moment where you have the opportunity to accept it and accept the learning process. And don't be afraid to show it to someone else. Someone else might be completely inspired by it or give you a totally new perspective on it. They could give you the perspective that may allow you to like the piece as it is, or they may be able to share something valuable where you could turn the piece into something that it didn't have the opportunity to be before. So that non-judgmental aspect on your own work can be crucial to success and being prolific. I don't think that you have to be open to sharing your work all the time. Maybe you're putting it out there, but maybe you're not necessarily open to feedback, and that's okay. Sometimes feedback can be really great, but then sometimes it could be that feedback can stifle you. The feedback that you get regarding your art might not be exactly what you want to hear. And you don't want that to necessarily hinder what you do. Do it anyway. Who cares what they say? I have another book that you should read if you're too worried about what other people say about you. Again, one of those things that's easier said than done. But uh, do not let the feedback, if you are accepting feedback, make you change what you're doing, unless you want it to change what you're doing. If someone opens the door for you to take another route that you're willing to go through that door, then go for it. But otherwise, keep doing what you're doing, because that's kind of what your soul is telling you that it craves. Now, if you are open to feedback, another thing that you should try is collaboration. Collaboration. This does not work if you are an artist who likes it your way or the highway. I adore collaboration. It is my favorite thing in the entire world. I am a people person. I have a really hard time being alone. And that's why I'm talking to you guys right now. (laughs) And working with other artists truly fills my soul. It's my favorite thing to do. I always get myself into trouble because I like to choreograph and create group pieces. And I usually have a ton of dancers that I'm working at with one time, which can be very time consuming and a challenge because you're working with so many people's different styles, different learning styles, different performing styles. And worst of all, all of their schedules, dun, dun, dun. But collaboration can be extremely rewarding. I love working with different photographers, videographers, different mediums of art. Uh, recently, Fort Wayne Dance Collective, the organization I work for, partnered with Artlink, and I'm pretty sure that we'll continue to do that in the future. And it is just amazing to see what other artists put out onto the table. And I'm definitely down to pick it up. I am just super elated with the work that I've been doing and what opportunities lie ahead for me because I'm open to it. And so I encourage you to be open as well and just see what opportunities could arise if you were ready for collaboration. The other thing that collaboration does, um, there's a couple of things actually, it strengthens your community. Uh, you're able to broaden your viewer base, by tapping into whoever you are collaborating with database. And that way you too can share viewers and maybe reach someone that you never reached before. Something else is that you are strengthening your community by providing really cool art that would not have been able to have been done if two totally different artists didn't get together to blow the minds of your community. And it also strengthens you as a person. You don't know that art field unless you're learning from that other person. So it really is just beneficial for all parties involved to go outside of your wheelhouse and do a project with another artist. Now it is impossible to be collaborative if you're not supportive of the other artists in your community. You wouldn't even know who you wanted to collaborate with. So the key is to be a artist or an art enthusiast who is supportive of other artists. Not only will you create a positive environment in your community, but you can also be inspired by the other art forms. The point of the arts is to put something out there that was not originally there before and to evoke thought and create opportunities. Sometimes, as artists ourselves and the creators, we tend to think that we are immune to what other people are putting out there but it's quite the contrary. We have the capacity to understand what other artists are trying to express because we are already artistically inclined. We are truly an artist's target audience, but yet so often we're so engaged in what we're doing that we tend to not go to other people's performances, not check out other people's finished products, not go to art shows, not listen to podcasts. But it's going to really benefit everyone if we can get to a space where we're taking in other people's work and processing that work, and then maybe letting that inspire us and wave over us. I try to go to as many shows as I possibly can. I know I could always be better. And I think the other thing that I struggle with, that I'm sure other artists struggle with too, is that. Even if I am going to other shows or other openings, I tend to see the same groups. So I know I need to do a better job of discovering new groups and other artists to support. And something else that I try to do that I know benefits me as an artist and to be more well-rounded is that I try to participate in other art forms. Right now I'm on a musical kick, so I'm trying to learn how to sing, which is very interesting. And I'm trying to learn to act um, and just let that emotional side that is there as a dancer, uh, it just doesn't come out in speaking form. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to let that come through. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. So those are just some tips that I wanted to talk about today. And just a brief recap, we discussed my personal daily best practices lists, and organizing my time and my calendar on a weekly basis, allowing yourself to explore the idea of wanting to complete a task versus not wanting to complete that task and being okay with it, picking three things in the morning um, in different categories that may allow you to feel more complete and and more well-rounded, exploring meditation and calming the mind, collaborating with other artists and supporting other artists in order to be a more prolific artist and or well-rounded person. I hope that you got something out of our podcast today or at least enjoyed listening to what I have found to be successful and also truly hearing me when I say that I fail at most things before I am successful at it and I appreciate you listening today.